This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 558, Why Paleo is Just Another Diet, by Joe Nissim with RomanFitnessSystems.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. A very happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs, usually, to help you optimize your health. Now, today's post is from a guest writer on Roman Fitness Systems. It's the middle of the week, so we're definitely due for an inspirational quote. And I love today's quote because it's actually perfect based on what I was telling you yesterday. So here we go. Quote, you will never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. Darren Hardy. Now today's post is kind of a doozy in that it may be controversial for some. So let's hear what Roman Fitness Systems has to say about the paleo diet and start optimizing your life. Why Paleo is Just Another Diet by Joe Nissim with RomanFitnessSystems.com On paper, paleo makes sense. Eat like a caveman. Eat meat, fruits, veggies, nuts, and seeds, but exclude dairy, grains, and processed foods. This idea has become a household staple over the past few years. Since 2009, the number of searches for the paleo diet has absolutely exploded. The Paleo Diet's contemporary version started with a, now classic, paper published by a scientist named Boyd Eaton, MD, back in 1985 in the New England Journal of Medicine. The article was titled, Paleolithic Nutrition, a Consideration of Its Nature and Current Implications. Soon, other scientists and research facilities dug deeper into the diet, ultimately publishing additional papers and studies comparing our modern-day diets to those of our Paleolithic ancestors. In 2010, a little-known author named Rob Wolf published a book called The Paleo Solution, The Original Human Diet. As a central figure early in the CrossFit movement, Rob introduced his book to the rapidly expanding CrossFit community, and it spread like wildfire. The book became a massive bestseller, and the contemporary paleo movement began. The initial results were incredible. There's no other way to say it. What people were able to achieve by following the paleo diet for just a few short months was simply incredible. Everyone from soccer moms to young 20-somethings were able to shed fat, fit into smaller clothes, and finally eat foods full of fat. I still remember the 23 success stories that Primal Plate published when I first considered trying it. It was hard not to consider paleo after seeing the transformations. Paleo advocates commonly point to the idea that this is the way nature intended us to eat, and hence the success. The cornerstone idea of paleo is that you are eating in a way that works with your genetics instead of against it. That's a hard premise to argue against, and businesses took notice. They found ways to recreate the processed foods that people love, like paleo cookies and paleo pizza, into versions that adhere to the principles of paleo. And then this happened. Paleo's lack of sustainability led its followers to interpret its principles more and more loosely. I began hearing things like, I'm 80% paleo, and I eat paleo but still drink beer. There even arose a subdivision of the paleo diet in which certain previously scorned foods were included. The most prominent example is Swiss paleo, which allows for the consumption of a number of dairy items. People slowly started gaining weight back and found it harder and harder to follow the diet's strict list of restrictions. Like other diets, adherence to the diet started to get looser and people found themselves on the typical diet roller coaster. 
Now, I'm not bashing paleo here. It does have its benefits. The prioritization of food quality that it teaches is fantastic. Very simply put, eating more natural, higher quality foods, and better farmed ingredients is generally a recipe for success. It goes wrong when they start to list the categories of foods that are okay. Fruits, vegetables, nuts, and meats are all okay. Dairy, grains, legumes, and alcohol are not okay. Managing health is not just a matter of managing food or your diet, but managing human emotions. What paleo missed is, one, you can't change what you eat overnight and be able to follow it sustainably. Two, you can't cut out all of the things you love to eat long-term. The success will be temporary at best. And three, humans are social animals and they don't live in bubbles. The diet is designed to only work in a bubble. So no matter how many statistics we put in front of people demonstrating how bad pizza and alcohol are for them, alcohol and pizza will always win. You know why? Because pizza is freaking delicious. Where paleo succeeds. If you're a normal human who has a job, family, friends, and a social life, I don't recommend paleo. For anyone suffering from an autoimmune disorder, paleo may help. Paleos help people manage the symptoms of type 1 diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, eczema, and certain forms of thyroiditis. Autoimmune diseases are a type of disease where the body mistakenly attacks itself, and it's especially exacerbated in the presence of specific stimuli like gluten, sugar, dairy, or stress. Paleo eliminates most of these stimuli, but for someone who doesn't suffer from similar issues, paleo is just another diet with a strict set of rules that you're likely only to follow for three to six months at best. At the end of the day, although its principles are rooted in our paleolithic ancestors and experts presented papers with impressive charts and statistics, it's just another diet. Every diet, though, has merit. Every diet has science behind it. Every diet claims that their science is better than the other guy's science, and it's all BS. The only way to lose weight sustainably and keep it off is to change your habits. Habits are not changed overnight. They, and the mindsets that must change with it, take time. Gaining weight is the result of unfavorable habits that developed over time. And in a similar fashion, you'll only lose weight and keep it off as a result of consistent small changes. You just listened to the post titled, Why Paleo is Just Another Diet by Joe Nissim with RomanFitnessSystems.com. What's ironic about alcohol being excluded from the paleo diet is that alcohol is considered one of the oldest human inventions ever. Our ancestors were consuming alcohol for tens of thousands of years. And so it's actually kind of hypocritical to exclude something that we've been consuming for most of humanity. And when you speak to an anthropologist or you get their takes on the paleo diet, what they'll tell you is, Humans around the globe ate different things. They basically ate what was available to them. And so believe it or not, many humans ate grains. It just depended upon where in the world they happened to be living. And the other thing we tend to forget about is that meat quality is very different now than it was tens of thousands of years ago. The way we produce livestock, for example, is very different than livestock that is allowed to just roam free and eat whatever they want. The way we raise livestock changes the composition of their muscle, which is what we end up eating. But tens of thousands of years ago, livestock were able to roam free, they ate grasses, and as a result, their muscle composition was different. So what we've learned is, tens of thousands of years ago, livestock's meat was different. It was leaner, 
higher in omega-3 fats, which tend to be anti-inflammatory, versus now the meat tends to be higher in saturated fat, which can be pro-inflammatory. Plus, let's not forget, we need to work out like our ancestors did too, or at least we need to move like they did. So in order to lose weight, and especially body fat, which is what most people want to lose, we have to stay active. We can't forget that piece of the equation, that our ancestors were moving, looking for food, hunting food. So we can't forget that we need to burn calories too. All right, really quickly, I want to remind you, if you want to show some support for our podcast, there are many ways to help out, both free and otherwise. Come by oldpodcast.com slash support to check it out. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. Tomorrow, we'll have a post from regular contributor Ross Training, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember your optimal life awaits.